surely not analysis or actual reflection, accounts for an excuse based simply on a woman's sex and not on what she does or is capable of doing. Welcome to Man Unmade, a podcast normalizing the authority and power of women's voices in a man's ear. That's my advice if you're listening and you're a woman and your first instinct is like mine. And I think it's natural to be sort of, um, especially if it's been drilled into our brains by society, like Mm -hmm. there can only be one really popular funny woman, right? Or whatever field you're in, whatever job you're working. Just to be friends with that person, your you know collaboration is important in every sense and every place in society. And it's nice to have friends and um, so yeah, I just try to combat any sort of competitive or jealous feelings I'm, I'm feeling with just uh, overwhelming support. <laughs> One day in the middle of election Palooza 2020, I hopped online as was my custom every one to three minutes to make sure the world hadn't come to an end. In doing so, I came across the plight of a young woman left stranded in the middle of a field after another Trump rally. Her bus had left her and she whipped out her phone to report on what was going on. A day later, I learned It was all a joke. I wasn't watching a stranded supporter of the former president. I was watching Blair Erskine, a hilarious upstart comedian who has decided that we should laugh about, well, everything and take nothing too seriously. And I am here for it. Becoming quite the sensation over the last year, she's left us all in stitches and even dumbfounded as we've been totally fooled with her impressions of the Costco guy's wife, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp's other daughter, the Magatine, and other characters who have popped up in recent current events. She's hilarious, heartfelt, smart, and a Georgian. You know I love that. Sit back, get comfortable, and get ready to laugh, because she funny. All right, I will, uh, I'll kick it off, okay? Here we go. Well, I always say that, Blair, and it sounds like we're about to pray. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll kick it off. Here we go. Dear God, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, we are already laughing, uh, and we have not even started. Uh, Blair Erskine. Okay, am I saying it right? It's Erskine. It's. Uh, I feel like people it. just like to. They feel like it should be more complicated, but Fancy. it's just Erskine. Unless I'm saying it wrong, I could be. <laughs> <laughs> I could be saying my last name wrong. I don't know. It's Erskine. You, as far you have as been I know. for years now. Even <laughs> Erskine. We Blair Erskine is uh, is in the pod. She's in the Man Unmade pod, and I am super excited about it because um, I love to laugh, like love it. I've grown up on laughter, and uh, you're funny. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I don't. That's thank you. I don't agree. That would be weird if I was like, I know. I make myself laugh. That thank you. You are you are very funny. Um, in case people don't know. Um, they, they will put it all together when we start talking, um, uh, about what you've done, but just as a quick, um, from my angle, what, what, you know, uh, what happened is all of a sudden you started doing these spoofs, Mm -hmm. uh, on Instagram of crazy things that were happening in the political world and whatnot. And it, it tricked people. This is, I mean, it totally tricked people. Can I tell you the one I was tricked on? Yeah. I was tricked on the, uh, uh, 
the lady who was left behind at the Trump rally. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that was, one blew up. Huge. Uh, yeah, it was. It was big. It um, Michael Moore got duped as well. A lot of Katie Couric, oh, people so- that should know better. <laughs> people that should know better. Um, Do you feel so proud? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in a sense, I do, but I also felt very concerned. Uh, you know, when you see people on your team who are very highly respected in their field, you know, journalists and things like that, I was like, oh no, guys, we have to uh, think critically about. <laughs> we gotta be smarter than this. But um, no, it's it's nice to be able to. I guess it's fun to trick people. A little prank. Were, were, yeah. were there some people that like knew you? And were confused, like, wait, she went to a Trump rally? <laughs> I have had a couple of those. Uh-huh, um, not uh-huh. people that know me very well, but they will, they'll slide into my Instagram DMs or something um, <laughs> to express concern. <laughs> but <laughs> that was so, yeah, I didn't know that one was going to blow up so much. I, I had stayed up all night and I saw that it was trending on Twitter. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, I'll just make this before I go to bed. It was like 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up and it was just every it was everywhere i mean i i found it on cnn.com oh god (laughs) yeah i didn't know that oh yeah and it was like (laughs) and they didn't say woman from georgia spoofs you know crazy situation they just said lady gets left behind at trump (laughs) rally and i had been hearing about this whole thing and i watched it and um so you know how there's like um I talk a lot about Malcolm Gladwell. I like Malcolm Gladwell a lot. I he's, love Malcolm. Uh, yeah, yeah, Malcolm, our buddy. He's great. Um, he is. He's amazing. And um, you know, he has that book Blink when he and he talks about like mm-hmm. that, like when you first see something and you you make that judgment like mm-hmm. right away. And so you look at a statue and you go, nope, that's a that's a reproduction. That's not real. Uh, like of some famous you know statue or whatever or, or sculpture. Um, when I watched your video, my first reaction was, wait, this isn't, something's weird. That's You know, good. like, yeah. yeah so, my, so my radar's still working. It, it blinks. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you got to tap on the box a little bit, you know? Like, That's come a on, good sign. Going. It's like a, when the, you go to the doctor and they hit your knee for a reflex. <laughs> That's good that it's still working. There's now, Malcolm, a little. He's, he's, he, Malcolm Gladwell is one of the first celebrities that really uh, on Twitter, like rallied, not rallied, but he really liked my stuff and put it out there and I screamed. He No wow. kidding. He said, Blair Erskine and Brent Terhune, my friend, are the only things keeping me on Twitter and I haven't gotten over it. It's on my resume now. I, <laughs> I tell everybody that he likes me. Uh, no, he's great. Thanks for bringing oh, him up. <laughs> what, are your, what are your What are your achievements? Um, I was in the National well. Junior Honor Society. Um, Malcolm Gladwell said I'm the only thing keeping him on Twitter. <laughs> and he hasn't been on in a while, so I guess he got uh, tired of that. But no, that's he's great. That is uh, that is oh my gosh! Yeah, if he said that he so much as just like knew that I was in the world, I'd be like so freaking happy. Right? A lot of things have yeah. happened to me in the past six months that if any, just one of them had happened, I would be riding that high for the rest of my life. It's so, the past six months of my life have been just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Crazy, hard to process. Who did you just put on um, Instagram 
that they liked your they they started following you. Oh Who my was God, that? Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Yes. Stephen Colbert, who's a hero of mine, obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, very influenced by everything he's done. So he's like was... spoof general in charge. I right? mean, he is, yes, yeah, spoof yeah. master general. So it was an honor. I don't know why he started following me. He didn't like, it's not like he liked something or retweeted something and started following. He just kind of started, and he only follows 74 people. Again, this isn't interesting for anyone Whoa. listening. I just, I know, I saw it. What? I was like, he must follow just a lot of people, but only 74. <laughs> that's, that, yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, so, that's amazing. I want to ask him why, you know, but I don't uh, want to. I don't. I, wanna, I I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. I think you will be asking him why. In fact, Stephen, come on in. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would die right here and now. Or no, I'm. I'm like uh, actually, Blair, turn around right now. <laughs> He's behind. <laughs> Open your door. <laughs> now I'm actually scary. He's behind you in a bathrobe. Also, just weirdly enough, a suit, but a bathrobe. A bathrobe over the suit. Oh. Like it's just very dis. It's too. like disarming. It, it, you know, that's what. Yeah. I'd be okay with it, honestly. Yeah, um, I'm gonna call it right now. I'm I'm betting you anything. You're gonna be on his show uh, very soon. Get ready. I I, I mean, if you it just keep happen, up. I'm coming back. And I'm gonna be <laughs> upset. <laughs> I mean, why else would he follow you? And it's so funny, Blair, because I'm with you. There's people that I've seen that have like followed me on Twitter or yeah. something like that, and I'm like. I'm like, oh my gosh, this person follows me. Yeah. And then I look at their thing and they follow like 34,000 people. Oh my God, yeah. And yeah. I'm still excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, it's so weird how excited we get about Twitter, you yeah. know? But it, it, it's so funny just telling my friends who aren't on Twitter, like my grandma or something, and like so and so follows me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And to them, it must seem like, oh, why are you telling me this? <laughs> Has yeah. it changed your life in any way? But it is, I mean, and if the pandemic has taught me anything, and it's taught me a lot, it's that celebrities yes. are just like us. They're just on Twitter scrolling <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else is. 100%. And that's been nice. Um, well, I'm very uh, happy because to have you in here today because I feel like, honestly, uh, we are just like, like running down the railroad track and we were just able to jump on the back of the Blair train, like before <laughs> it sped up and got too big, too cool for school, oh, no. and uh, and we were not able to hang on <laughs> um, because it, it's happening for you. And um, I love stories like this because um, it's it, you know a real shitty time um, for the whole world, and um, you know your humor. It it might make some people mad, um, but hopefully people don't take themselves too seriously and can laugh um, about stuff. And it came at a great time. And I th exactly like what Malcolm said. I think your stuff has kept a lot of people sane in this insane time. That means a lot. Thank you. I I well, get that welcome. from people. It, it does mean a lot when they say it. Um, Sometimes people say it, and I'm like, I don't believe you. If they say something like, this is the only thing I've laughed at today, or, you know, you've kept me sane. But then the other day, a lady posted this video where she was just, like, laughing, crying over the stupidest – it wasn't even a video that I made. It was just a stupid mm -hmm. tweet that I made and deleted immediately because I remembered that Dan Rather <laughs> follows me on Twitter. And, and sometimes I say things. That's awesome. And I just – I mean, that's cool, too. But what I said is – can I tell you what I said? Oh, you totally can. Yeah, go ahead. Man, okay. 
I said, <laughs> it's so stupid. I said, there should be a Hooters butt for buttholes. And then I <laughs> immediately <laughs> realized what I had done. And I deleted it. I was like, only like 100 people had seen it. But of course, someone had screenshotted it. And this lady was, her tears were, she had pulled her car over on the side of the road just to laugh. And that made me so happy. <laughs> Because someone had said they should call it Tudors, and she she almost died. And so I was like, okay, it's worth it. I'll stay on Twitter. Oh, oh shoot. It was so nice to see. That is so <laughs> So funny. dumb. It's so dumb. But you know what? Dan, Dan Rather is funny. He's funny. Yeah. His tweets Killing are. Killing it. Oh, yeah. They're epic. No I competition, think, maybe. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> I think he I think he would have liked that if he saw it. I he might have retweeted it. Maybe I'll slide into his DMs. <clears throat> <laughs> I'll just say that. No context. Scooters butt for buttholes and see how he handles it. Hey Dan, quick thought. I'll take your answer <laughs> off the air. Sharks, I have an idea. <laughs> oh shoot. This is uh exactly what I needed. Um Okay. Um you are uh you're from Georgia, right? I am. Mm-hmm. Did Did you know I'm from Georgia? No, I didn't. Sorry. I am. I was born at Piedmont Hospital in Atlanta. Wow. And, yeah. And uh, eight years of my life I spent living in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, yeah. And then, uh, oh, it's it's amazing. But my parents were divorced, so every other weekend I was coming back to Atlanta mm-hmm. to stay with my dad. And then at, at like 12 years old, I say this, people that listen to this podcast regularly, all the, the 10 of them, they are going to get so like sick of the story, but it's, yeah. Uh huh. But anyways, uh, so, but then at 11, I moved back to Atlanta, uh, and, and went to, um, Peachtree junior high school and, uh, graduated from Dunwoody high school in 1996. Yeah. Oh, so then you're, you're in Atlanta. I'm not from here. I'm from South Georgia. So I grew up in Ellaville, Georgia, which is near, Plains, where Jimmy Carter is from, oh, it's yeah. where, so we're pretty close to there. Um, mm-hmm. But my parents were divorced too, and so yeah, every other weekend I was coming up to Atlanta as well. And then I, I moved up mm. here in 2011 to go to mm. Georgia State, and oh, cool. I've just been here since then. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a good well, place. Atlanta's so cool. Oh, Atlanta's great. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, I mean, Georgia is um, really a, a beacon of hope we're trying. right now. <laughs> We're doing our best. <laughs> I mean, there were so many well-deserved like um, memes and stuff going around that you know, kind of saying like, "Let's hope, let's hope Georgia doesn't like follow the Falcons." Basically, yes. I'm not saying it as funny as the memes were, but that was basically you know, ugh. And I'm like, yeah, we have a history of I know. I and do. then as soon as we got you know, we're not going to off elected, old Marjorie. Taylor Green popped up, and I was like, "No, uh, yeah, we were so close to people liking us, you know." And now <laughs> we've just <laughs> taken a million steps back. <laughs> it was just not fair. Not at all. I know. Well, and and here I want to be clear on this because uh, um, I, I said this yesterday in a in a, uh, a very politically you know charged uh, podcast, I would say. Um, but like I'm not registered anything, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't like I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. Just I just want like decent people, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's this girl Marjorie. Great, she's a represent. Wait, wait, what? She said what? Then yeah. I go crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm like I don't care if you're Republican. We need both. We got to have it. You know, like need representation and all kind of whatever. And we have 
you know, mm-hmm. need different voices. But then it just gets like crazy town. Yeah. And yeah. Got this pull on the on the fringe there. Yeah, it's um I mean, yeah, I I'm a registered Democrat, but I, I think a lot of liberals, mm-hmm. people like me, don't uh, entertain the idea that liberals are bad too. We're also stupid. It's yeah. like we think we're the superior. <laughs> you know, we're smarter. We're better. We're like we we mean well, and no, we're just as bad and evil as these bad. You know, right. they're bad. There's right. bad on. And I, I'm not trying to be a both sides person because I'm very liberal, but it's just. You know, we have there's, to. We there's have kooks to, everywhere. There are kooks everywhere. We have to be self-aware. Yeah. But she's especially, especially kooky. Whew, Do man. not know how a person like that is made. <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie Unmade. That's the podcast we need to yeah. make. <laughs> Marjorie Unmade. That reminds me of the office quote where Michael um, says to um, Toby. Why are you the way you are? Oh, I love that. You know? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love. I love how much he hates Toby. Oh my gosh! I know. Um, <laughs> so uh, you live in Georgia, and um, your humor is um, uh, well. It's strong. And again, if you don't, if you take yourself too seriously, it might be very offensive um, to someone. Um, but hopefully, you don't. I mean, I laugh at myself all the time. You can ask Lisa, correct, Lisa? You do, yes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just, I don't know fact, why I wanted to verify that, but I did. But, I just want um, to get that on the fact record. check. Yeah. It's verified? <laughs> verified, that's right. Okay. And, and, um, and so, like, you know, I mean, hell, I fell in the uh, a frozen pond the other day filming. Oh, uh, no. In Montana. Yep, fell Isn't right in. Isn't it to me? <laughs> I, I, I was dying laughing, and then I didn't know. I was like, wait is this a bad thing that happened? Because I was like sending so many texts that I was like dying laughing. Ha ha ha. And I didn't ask if he was okay. It's so funny when people fall. That's my favorite thing. My dad and I used to just watch compilation videos of people falling. It does not Mm. get better than somebody falling. No. Yeah. It's literally, I'd gone to Montana. Here we go. I'm ready to go. I've done a workout in my room, like, <laughs> a, you know, like a cardio workout because there's no gym in the place I'm staying that can't, the roads are covered in ice and snow, so I can't run. So I do like this cardio workout. I'm ready. I take a shower. I show up on set. Here we go. I've, I'm bundled up. It's like two degrees outside, oh. snow everywhere. It's freezing. All right, Clint, park your truck here and go. <laughs> and so I start walking and the guy's standing way 30 yards away at the barn that I'm going to see and they're filming and everything. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? He's like, hey, good. And I was like, all right, let's do this. You know, I can't wait to see it. And I just start walking and it's like. And then you like tip over sideways. Well, yes. Yeah, so, I, so I go straight into Bear Grylls mode, Blair. I'm, and I'm not kidding. Like in my head, I thought about it. I thought about Bear Grylls and how he's like, if this ever happens and you're on ice, get flat. And so. So I like I like jumped over and like got flat and rolled through the snow. <laughs> oh my gosh! And all of it's on camera. Oh, I was gonna say, was all of it from the just like oh. waving and walking away to <laughs> walking? That's it's, so uh, yeah. funny. They Thank got it all. God for Bear Grylls. I, I mean, I might not be here right now if it weren't for that. Uh, honestly, okay. So in the end, I found out the pond is only knee deep. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
your life flash before your eyes as you were falling down? I have no idea. I don't know. It's just all of a sudden ice is breaking and water's everywhere. Um, anyways, so I, I, you know, I got out of there and there were like people who have worked on other crews with other talent who were like later going, wow, I was amazed at how he was just laughing at himself because I've dealt with other talent that would have been pissed. Oh, yeah. You know, that yeah. no one helped him or like said anything or just mad because it happened and just like, I'm out of here, you know, and like. That's crazy. And I'm like standing there soaking wet going, all right, how do we get this done? What's uh, <laughs> Can we drive? Anybody have any more pants? You know, like, and I'm just laughing at myself. What an idiot. You know, anyways. Okay. It, no, it's fun. it's fun to laugh at yourself, right? I mean, what else? I do stupid things all the time. I don't know how right. I get through life if I wasn't Well, you're human. To... Yeah, humans are dumb. <laughs> That's something we've learned. <laughs> So <laughs> we have to laugh. I well, love, I want to see that video. You will, I'm sure. Um, so the reason I bring it up, though, like needing to laugh at ourselves, there, there are going to be people that don't laugh at themselves. And I just thought about you in Georgia making all these jokes. And I think you live in a small town in Georgia. And I'm like, do you have security detail walking around with you all the time? <laughs> no. I mean, I don't live in that town. I, my mom still lives in my hometown. I live in Atlanta. Okay. So, oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, I'm good here. But there I'd be fine, too. I mean, it's... Uh, I dare them to say something. Let's fight. <laughs> no. I go to Piggly Wiggly, like, say something. What's up? No. Um, now, everybody's really... I'm sure they're... Um, offended or they get upset or don't agree but it's also a very um it's the kind of town where they just love you anyway you know and they'll just mm. talk about you to themselves and love you <laughs> in front and that's fine with me hey sure, we all do sure. it so <laughs> they're um it's a yeah i love my hometown for the for the most part but um i'm okay well, hopefully. that's awesome yeah. I, and, and and i certainly don't mean to make i mean i'm from georgia so I, i'm not no, trying to I, make I understand it out but at the same time, I mean, you look at what happened January 6th, and there was a lot of anger, and yeah. you go, whew, boy, people are really ratcheting it up, ratcheting it up here. Definitely. And, and I, it was funny. I was talking to Lisa about how brave I think you are for your humor um, because of where you live. I mean, it's not like you live in New York City and, you know, sure. or yeah. whatever. I mean, you're in the South, and yeah, Georgia is quote-unquote blue right now, but it's still Georgia, and there's a lot of, oh yeah, you know, um, backward stuff going on there. Absolutely. And th here was the example, though, that I came up with, with like how brave you are. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I mean, it's like she just like can walk into a biker bar <laughs> or something and, you know, and she just yells out, bikes are for babies. <laughs> this is this was this was the bravest thing I could think of like that is like like. <laughs> but no, I, <laughs> I might I would do that. Bikes are for babies. Bikes that's, are for babies. <laughs> that's my <laughs> idea of like. Yeah, you're if I really need protection, brave. I'm not going to call you. <laughs> but, but, but bikes are for babies. <laughs> yeah. They all just like turn back around and keep drinking their beer. Like, <laughs> yeah. like okay, all right. but I thought that was in my head. That was really offensive. Um, yeah, I am an idiot. No, so <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, I, yeah, I, you're. I I could see that. I could see that. I mean, I that's I'm not on Facebook anymore because of that. Because everyone mm. I went to high school with, you know, all of my okay. more conservative family members, 
they're all on Facebook, and I got off immediately. The, the whenever I went viral back in July, I uh, said bye. I mean, I'm still, I'm still, I have my profile on there, but do I ever log in? No, because I'm Mm-mm. scared of what I'll see. <laughs> yeah. So no. Yeah, people but can get pretty rude there. People surprise you too. I was, mm. I was in my hometown, and I went to this uh, little grocery store that we have. Um, called morgan's and it's just Mm. like a you can buy crickets there for fishing and it's Mm -hmm. like the only store in the town of of tazel georgia and the clerk there i assumed i just assumed he would it was right after the um the january 6th attack and Mm -hmm. i I assumed wrongly that he would be sort of on that side of things maybe i mean he's probably i think he is a republican but that doesn't mean again like you said that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean and people should know that it's not black and white yeah. But in my head, you know, we have our own preconceived notions about people. And I, I forgot what sure. I said, um, but he really just he came out with like, you know, it's crazy what happened yesterday. I mean, I might not agree with the uh, or I might not be happy with the election results, but we have a constitution for a reason. And wow. I can't believe people would be so evil. And he was just very and it was refreshing to see that, you know, you could still have conversations with these people that you might yeah. not agree with on one thing, but you do agree with on this very important thing, which is mm-hmm. democracy and and being decent and that was nice it reminded me not to be so judgmental yeah <laughs> you know? yeah i had a family member who um called me and if i was going to guess okay i you know like which way are my family gonna vote i could like say all right this person gonna vote this way this person can vote you know and, mm-hmm. and like this one family member i would have surely known how they were going to vote and um Anyways, this family member called me and was like, what do you think about all this? And I was like, what? <laughs> I, and and like, just wanted to have a like conversation wow. and like was already changing their mind about the whole thing. And is probably still a Republican, but just could not line up because of their own faith, their own integrity, their own like sense of moral decency. And I just said, you know, Kelly, this just gives me hope because, again, I don't want this family member to be a Democrat or be a Republican. I want them to be whatever they want to be, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, but I just definitely want them to think about it, you know, yeah. and just stop for a minute and go, OK, wait, you know, like this doesn't this isn't right. Like this doesn't line up with everything that I've been taught, you know, in terms of just being a, a good person. Yeah, I I agree. It- it it was crazy to see how many people, um, I mean, it was refreshing, but changed their mind. It's like they voted for it, for Trump, for one reason, for, you know, a very specific, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, reproductive rights or, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. I don't know, the wall. I don't know. And, right. And none right. of it. So it's it's good that people were able to take a step back and say, wait a minute and, and think about that and have a conversation and not just vote for him because he was a Republican and. Um, it took a lot, yeah. though. It took a lot for that to Boy, happen. It. Gosh, it did, and it, and and it it and you wrote this down in your notes to us, and so I want to talk about it. It took yeah. a lot, and it took a lot of women, um, yeah. and specifically black women like uh, Latasha Brown, Stacey Abrams, mm-hmm. um, Nikema Williams. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, we have so many people here in Georgia and other states too, mm-hmm. doing the hard work and doing it silently, and that's the mm. thing. Um, that I'm guilty of, of not recognizing. I, I mean, before this year, really, I wasn't doing political humor like I'm doing it now. And I wasn't, mm-hmm. I don't think any of us were paying as close attention as we should have been 
Mm. But these people were doing the work for years and not out in the open or, I mean, not, Mm. I I mean, that's, I shouldn't say that. We just weren't paying attention is what it is. But because, you know, whenever Warnock and Ossoff both went to runoffs and whenever Georgia flipped blue blue, um, during the presidential election. Right. It was like, people were like, whoa, how did it happen? You know, but Stacey had been doing this for, I mean, since she lost, I guess, the election to Brian Kemp in 2018. Right. So um, it wasn't an accident. And it's it's all because of, I mean, we owe everything to those people. So what, what was that like being in Georgia and, and going through that? Because, I mean, <laughs> I, I miss my home state. I've lived in Texas yeah. now for a long time, and I always love Georgia. And, um, and I tried to keep up with it through Facebook and and different things but you know there's just an, a feeling that you get when you're actually on the ground yeah. and in a in a space what was that like uh going through that you know you know you had that conversation with the guy at the bait store but that was <laughs> after the fact and and you know and everything but during the election what was the tenor oh it was um hold on <clears throat> my throat okay i'm yeah, back no you're good yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was exciting. It was very exciting. Um, I mean, this was mostly after the election happened. I, leading up to the election, I was very nervous. I mm-hmm. I was not expecting Georgia to flip blue. I don't. I I really wasn't. I was expecting Warnock and Ossoff to to go to runoffs, but I wasn't expecting expecting our whole state to flip blue. Certainly, until mm-hmm. you know, it, I started seeing the numbers roll in, and that's mm-hmm. when it got really exciting. And then I was like, we're going to do it. And then, of course, we did it. But leading up to the runoff elections, it was just, um, yeah, I, I mean, exciting is really the only word I can think of. We were, were, just... were people talking about Stacey Abrams before that? I mean, I know that there was the gubernatorial you know, mm-hmm. situation where she lost. and But then, like you said, I mean, she kind of disappeared, but not really because she was working her she butt working off. She was her butt off. She has a when did people start quote. talking about it? I mean, we always... Here in Georgia, she's a hero. So there's like a big mural of her on the side of, you know, um, this restaurant in, in Atlanta. And I mean, you can't, this is Stacey Abrams country. And so it's okay. never, we never stopped talking about her. But I, and a lot of people weren't aware of <clears throat> just the work, the hard work that she was doing, you know, mm. ever since. She had a great quote, and I wish I could remember exactly, but she took, I want to say 10 days after she lost that election, mm-hmm. which was a whole mess to uh grieve and then after that she you know she didn't allow herself to feel sorry for herself anymore she was like there's work to be done you know and she started getting people registered to vote which is all it took is getting people Mm -hmm. registered to vote and making sure they had a way to get to the polls and um so and i i you know it's not announced yet or official or anything but i'm pretty sure she's going to run for governor uh, in our next gubernatorial race too. So it's, wow. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. yeah, she's an amazing woman. She's another one who she reached out to me on Twitter and Shut I died. Up. No, I mean, I died. <clears throat> she said she was my fan. And oh no. I know. Yes. I know. And, um, yeah, she's just my hero. She's, it's amazing. Uh, what you can do, what, what a person can do. And, and she's very good too about not just taking all the credit for herself, sure, you know, because sure. a lot of people are quick to give it to her and she deserves so much of it, but it was her mm-hmm. and organizations like black voters matter and the new Georgia project and all of these really amazing grassroots organizations who mm-hmm. are here on the ground in Georgia doing yeah. the work. And 
that's something I'm trying to get more, you know, I'm, I'll never be informed enough or involved enough. So I'm just always mm. trying to get more informed and involved sure. and educated. I, I, th- I just love her story. And again, it, just from a human standpoint, you know, total rejection, you, you lose. And how many of us would have just crawled into a hole and gone away, yeah. you know? And, you know, it's like, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. That's just an amazing human story of perseverance and, you know, never give up attitude. It's insane. It's insane. I think it's because it wasn't just about losing. It was about like the way that she lost was voter suppression here. And so she knew it wasn't Mm. just about her, but about these people who were standing in line for 12 hours and and couldn't cast to vote or you know, the machines were down. There was only one polling place in some places. It should have had three. And it was, and she just said it couldn't happen again, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, I, I will always be grateful for her. She, I oh really learned gosh. a lot. I feel like we all have about this process. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're, totally. Yeah. I, I, I was ready for her to be like secretary of state. Yeah. <laughs> just anything. Anything. Like, just get in there. Yeah. Um, but if she's, you know, holding out to be governor of Georgia, I'm all for it. I just think she's a <laughs> wonderful person. Uh, oh my gosh. She and Keisha Lance Bottoms, just oh, incredible Keisha, leaders. Yeah. Keisha's Ooh. great. I, I love her. Yeah. I always shut feel... up if she's reached out to you as well. <laughs> no, she hasn't. She hasn't. Okay. I would love that, but I just feel so, um, safe. <laughs> I feel so yeah. good here in my city. Yeah. <laughs> with, with Keisha and she's like a mom. It's like having, you know, a badass yeah. mom in charge and I'm all for that. Totally. Okay, everybody. Man Unmade was created to amplify women's voices. And early on, we decided that beyond each interview, we also wanted to highlight women in business and music. So in each episode, we'll take time out to turn you on to a new business you've maybe never heard of and a singer-songwriter whose music we think you should try out. The music will come at the end of each podcast, so make sure you keep listening after we've wrapped the interview. If you're listening now and you happen to own or work for or have a friend with a business or if you know of an artist or you are one, shoot us an email to contact at manunmadepodcast.com. But the spotlight on women's businesses is right now. Um, Lisa, this week, we're going to talk about Elisa Gomez. Yes. I wonder how close your parents got to naming you Elisa and then just decided, nope, let's just go with Lisa. I don't think that was ever in their mind. No. Well, her name is Elisa Gomez. And here's how her website um, describes her. She's an artist, first of all, and she makes incredible art. She's an amazing painter. Here's what they say. Elisa Gomez is a tour de force in production, scale, and versatility. Her deeply emotive paintings feel like a modern romance. I don't have language to support art critique you know, like, I don't really know, but I can tell you looking at her stuff and reading those first two sentences, I'm like, no, I get that. Like, uh, like the scale and versatility. Yeah. I actually really kind of do understand what they're saying there. And the, uh, the modern romance, uh-huh. They kind of evoke romance and feeling like for sure in me. Like when I look at them, there's movement, there's feeling. Mm-hmm. You feel that? It's, yeah. It's definitely abstract. And there's a lot of different uh, deep tones in her paintings. And then she does it. It looks like she has different types that you can get on her shop. You can get paintings on paper, on panel, and then on canopy. Here's how I would describe gesture study one, gesture study two, study three, and study four. Okay, you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I would feel like gesture study one is like a quick but meaningful hug between me and Kelly in the middle of the chaos. <laughs> gesture study two is like um, a uh, kind of like we've been frustrated each other, but we're going to hug anyways. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, gesture study three is we've had a great day. I'll just stop is it, there. That, it just, is gesture study three the with the blue? Yeah. With the yeah, blue. it's calming. I'm just saying, I, I get it. Like, if I look at it from that way, because it is abstract, but like the romance part of it, I'm like, yeah, I kind of get that. Like, there's, yeah, it's really cool. I love it. It's really making me think. And I've looked at her art for, you know, I'm just sitting here looking at it for two minutes now. And I'm I'm like already going, yeah, I, I am, I'm feeling things. I like that. That's I like awesome. it a lot. Um, yeah. Where can we find Elise online? ElisaGomezArt.com. E-L-I-S-A. G-O-M-E-Z-A-R-T dot com. And you can buy it online. Um, so you don't have to go to a gallery. You don't have to go to an auction or whatever. You can go straight to her website. And it's very clean and clear. So I feel like you definitely get a very good idea of like, this is what this looks like. And, um, you know, I know I wouldn't necessarily need to be standing in front of it in person to really get a good feel. I mean, you get a very good feeling for what it is on the website. I think they've done a great job. It's beautiful. Um, she is, clearly has some serious talent. I love it. Go check her out. Alisa, we love your art. And uh, I think that everybody else will love it too. Um, and by the way, like really affordable too, you know? Yeah, like That's some it is. beautiful art. Like, yes. And incredibly affordable. And on her website, she says 25% of all sales from the shop will go to support the ACLU. So that's Thank really you. cool as well. I, I had scrolled down as I was looking at the art and I forgot to put that in there. I'm so thankful you just said that. Yes, huge, huge deal here. 25% of all sales. That's a That's quarter. a lot, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, that is a lot because what do they say? Starving artist? I mean... Yeah, for real. You can find Elisa on Instagram. Her handle is at... Elisa Gomez Art. So at E L I S A G O M E Z A R T. At Elisa Gomez Art. Go follow her on Instagram. Go shop on her website, www.elisagomezart.com. Uh, 25% of all the sales go to support the ACLU, which is a huge number. 25% of all sales. Wow. You go, Elisa. We love you. We love what you're doing, and we love your art. Keep it up. We're super proud. It will never be perfect. But perfect is overrated. Perfect is boring. Tina Fey. Um, okay, so I want to ask you, when did all this comedy stuff start for you? Um, on Twitter, specifically? Just, pe yeah, just period. Just period. Like, when did you all of a sudden, like, wake up? I know I, that was a horrible <laughs> transition. I'm just going to be honest with you. No. I suck at this job. No, you but, don't. Uh, <clears throat> but I just, I, I, I'm, I'm wanting to know, okay... You all of a sudden just decided, you know what? I want to just get my voice out there and start, you know, I just want to try this. And it blew up. What, what's sort of the evolution of Blair Erskine in terms of your comedic prowess? <laughs> um, well, I, I did improv for a while here at Atlanta. Oh, did you? Mm -hmm. Okay. Where did you do that? At Village Theater, and then I was oh, over at Dad okay. sometimes, but mostly at Village. I wasn't good at it, I but 
I just, I looked at people I admired, comedians I admired, and they all started at improv. And I was like, I guess I have to zip, zap, zap. I, I don't, I, I gotta go to this theater and try it out. So I did that for a few years, but I want, I've always wanted to be a writer. I've always wanted to write for TV and you okay. can't write improv. And uh, most writers <laughs> on comedy series, a lot of them get their start in stand up. And okay. so I started doing stand up. And then the pandemic happened. So I did stand up for about three years regularly before the pandemic started. And then the videos were just a way sort of kind of the same idea stand up. You you say your jokes and you get immediate feedback. And I started posting mm-hmm. them in March, but only my friends were seeing them. And that was fine with me. I'd get 60 likes on something and I would feel yeah. like hot shit, you know, <laughs> I would be like, here I am, world. Um, but... <laughs> Then I posted one in July. It was the uh, Costco, the guy in Costco who was yelling about feeling threatened about having oh, to wear his yeah. mask. So I I remember getting off work. I was freelance writing at the time, so I was here at home. Um, uh-huh. And I was I saw he was trending on Twitter, and I was like, I'm just going to make this video pretending to be his wife. And again, like maybe 30 people will see it. And then I put my phone down, had a couple glasses of wine, and I looked at my phone, and it was just at, it had blown up. And oh my gosh. I've just been trying, I've just been competing with myself since then, I guess. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. But it's getting harder because people know now. So I can't just say, I am so and so's daughter. I've got to, I've got to find new ways to uh, attack. I guess I really am trying to trick people. I didn't think I was. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm talking. I sound manipulative. Well, well you know what? I, I, I want to say this and maybe this will give you some hope. You're entering into like a new phase, I think, where, <clears throat> at, at, for a second there, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, this girl's totally, you know, duped us all out and, you know, <laughs> we're, we are fooled. And so, yeah, that, that sort of like, uh, edge is gone, you yeah, know, where it's like, okay, we know who she is, whatever. But now it's, I see something and I want Blair's take. Oh, well, that's cool yes. to think about. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. yeah so, so definitely reframe. I would, I would hope, you know, don't, don't feel like you're like competing almost. It's like really now there is still pressure. Cause it's like you, you know, probably you're going to feel sometimes like this need to deliver or whatever, but because yeah. like I'm over here going, I want to see Blair's, <laughs> you know, take on this. And, um, you know, but, but that's a totally different <clears throat> angle, I guess. And I don't know if you've heard that before, but that's what I'm excited. Like something crazy is going on and I'm like, Oh man. I can't wait to hear what Blair's going to say about this oh, one. Oh, that means so much. Thank you. I, I've gotten a few people that have said something like that, or, you know, they'll mm-hmm. say to this one, or, yeah, they'll <laughs> they'll send me something. Um, and that, that means a lot. I, I try not to position myself, especially when the election was happening. A lot of people were like, what do you think is going to happen next, mm-hmm. you know, about this very mm-hmm. serious thing? And I'm not like a political pundit or expert or anything. Sure. And I have to remind people, like, I'm not a journalist. I just am making these silly videos. <laughs> Please don't make me make a fool of myself. But- now, I do, I do <laughs> want to say this. I have a theory, and I want to test this theory out, okay? okay? And I could be totally wrong, all right? And if I am wrong, I will out myself, <laughs> um, and you'll understand what I mean in a minute. Okay, y- your humor, it's funny, but it is smart, and it is quick and really sharp, and that takes a special mind. 
You know, you look at um, things like The Simpsons, like all the writers of The Simpsons like went to Harvard. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like insane. Yeah, like very smart guys. Yeah. Oh, they're like super, super smart. I didn't so go I to have, Harvard. You didn't go You're to wrong. Harvard. I know you went to Georgia State. <laughs> I know that. But I'm guessing you, you got good grades. Um, I know. I mean, I did. No. Well, only because I got good grades when I tried, but I was a horrible just all through school, elementary mm. through college. Mm. I just did. I mm-hmm. hate. I hated homework and um just school I don't, I don't know i mean probably because i don't i'm just i get distracted very easily or if it's something mm. i'm not very interested in and of course mm-hmm. there were subjects that i was very interested in and i excelled in those and so i was an okay student i was like a b plus student but i wasn't like top of my class or anything just because i didn't apply myself you know um, well okay so my theory <laughs> holds then because in other words you could have been valedictorian let's just be honest um if you really cared about it if I cared. you're you're just you're smart and Thank i love you. that because um comedy is hard a lot of people will say i'm funny but it's just because i'm like a nice guy who is not afraid to laugh at himself and whatever you but fun. like you are funny well, i thought you, you were saying th- like as a broad, I did a lot of people first. say I'm funny, but you were oh, talking about I'm yourself. talking about me. Yes, I'm talking about myself. Yes. Wow. Oh, my God. It's a humble brag. A lot of people yeah. say Clint is funny. Everybody yeah. know that. Uh, no, no. But it's it's like it's a different it's a different like um, category when they say it. It's not like, oh, you're hilarious, like Seinfeld or Conan or Jimmy Fallon or Blair Erskine, you're, you're just, you're funny, you're goofy, you're quirky, you know, like, that's what they mean by that. Because in reality, like, like, I have a hard time, like, coming up with, like, a quick quip, you know what I mean? Like a, like a clever little thing mm-hmm. um, in the moment, especially when I'm filming, like, it's really it's difficult. Tough. I mean, I'm not doing it live. I've got those edits on my side. That helps me a lot is the editing that I do. That has so much to do with it, I think. I'm sure, but still, you're putting a lot of stuff together. You're stringing sentences together, <laughs> stringing jokes and things together that I'm like, that is coming from a mind that is like, there's some stuff going on in there, like some good stuff. And uh, I just, lo- I love um, comedians because the more you talk to them, you're like, dang, you, you're smart. And, uh, and, and, and you are. Who, who were your, um, your kind of like, comedic heroes growing up and when did that when did you start to realize you gravitate towards comedians I um well my dad was very funny um Mm. but I think that my I remember being in middle school and watching Mitch Hedberg clips with my mom on YouTube oh my gosh yes rest in peace Mitch oh my gosh the greatest at one-liners and just yes um dry really dry humor um mm-hmm. yeah i loved i loved mitch hedberg and then i my dad and stepmom had a sarah silverman um dvd <laughs> that i shouldn't have been watching at the age that i was but i Seven. sure did <laughs> yeah, so young it was uh, the jesus's magic uh stand-up special that she had i loved her okay and i also loved we didn't have cable so uh we had an antenna that got like three channels and i would really look forward to well, I love sitcoms. I had to watch like According to Jim a bunch and things like that. Mm, but also mm-hmm. um, Jimmy Kimmel, late night shows I loved. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's probably informed a bunch of my humor, you know, politically mm-hmm. and top, topical humor has probably mm-hmm. come from that. And Colbert, Jon Stewart, those people. I love Maria Bamford, uh, Tina Fey. 
30 Rock's my favorite show of all time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, really. I've got a lot. I mean, I love I love sitcoms and I love comedians too and um John Mulaney, Mike Rubiglia, I could go oh, on. Oh yeah, I've just got a lot. Yeah, they... you, you, I feel like uh, when you said that about Tina Fey, I'm like, if you were ever on SNL, I'm, I'm, sh- they, you could be Tina Fey in a, in like a skit oh if God. they needed. Yeah, I would yeah, love I could to see that. Be on a Weekend Update. I think people ask about SNL all the time, and I'm not a character actor. This mm-hmm. is the one character I can do, the one that I've been doing for all these months. Uh, people are very generous when they say characters because it's the same one. She's just mm-hmm. saying different things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can do that one accent and that's it. Um, but I would. But yeah. you do it really well. Thank you. I yeah. I I can. I think I'm more of a Jane Curtin, Tina Fey sort of just dry. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I. That's what I like. And um, but stand up. I remember. I wasn't, I was, I was good at stand up. I, you know, mm-hmm. I had some good shows, but I remember I wasn't like, people weren't like, Blair is so funny. Like you have to, you know, other comedians. I wasn't like a comedian's comedian. So it's been okay. nice to be appreciated by people that I have appreciated because I remember just like a year ago asking one of my comedian friends, he's a dude, so I shouldn't have done this, but I was like, do you think I'm funny? And he was <laughs> like, Blair, don't ask me that. <laughs> And so we just left the conversation there. Um, That's it. This has been my no revenge. More. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guess what? You know, Nick? Sp- speak, speaking. Uh, his name's Nick. Okay, now we're gonna we're gonna we'll troll call him Nick. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, speaking of character, so um, I actually kind of wanted, and I don't want you to take this personal, but I, I sort of wanted you to do the whole podcast today in your other character, in your character. <laughs> You do not want her here. I mean, I I, I you wanted want you. I wanted Blair here, but I kind of wanted your other character here. I like because I I actually have this thing where like um like um SNL and I tweet this sometimes and no one's listening, so I don't know that it's ever going to happen. But I really want them like when The Office was big. Yeah. I wanted Dwight to host SNL. Oh, that would have been great. Yes, and, and not Rain Wilson. I Just mean Dwight. 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 Yeah. That would have been just, wonderful. It would have been epic, right? And then like um, when uh, Dan Levy just did uh, yeah. SNL, it was amazing. He's so funny. But I, I tweeted out like, hey, SNL, can we just get like basically <clears throat> six weeks of SNL hosted by different characters of Schitt's Creek? Oh. That, I mean, would that, that not be would amazing? Be yes. Mariah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been. Just uh, the whole thing. That would have been perfect. Moira Rose coming out on to do the monologue in one of her outfits. I love her. I Moira. mean, she's so uh, that Canada. They're from Canada. Canada's killing what? it. Yeah, what is going on, What's going in, on Canada? in Canada? <laughs> That's what we need to get to the bottom of because they have. I mean, it's hard to do like wholesome humor the way that they did it and have so mm-hmm. many people latch on to it these days mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. you know because that show's so wholesome and heartwarming and and also yeah. very funny and you don't feel yeah. like you're watching something that's watered down for you know a, a g-rated audience and no um yeah i love Shits creek they're all just and they're so they seem so nice and, and like good people so i, I literally yeah. got teary-eyed when dan levy came out to do the monologue on snl oh, oh just whenever he yeah yeah, just when, just when he came out, because I, I just was like, he deserves it. So, 
Uh, yeah, I was just so excited. I mean, it's like this little band of people that did this little silly show in Canada, and it was amazing. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, he's on SNL, and I just like was flipping out. I was so excited. I, I know he seems like the greatest, the greatest dude. I hope we get to meet him one day. Oh all my of us. gosh, wouldn't that just be amazing? I would love it. He's all of them. Old. And he's just, he's incredibly handsome. He and Eugene, don't you think? Yeah, it's those eyebrows. Yes. It's the eyebrows. They've got, I don't know where they came from, but I would love to see pictures of their family. I should get on Ancestry.com and and go through the <laughs> <laughs> Eugene Levy's family's background. But yeah, the eye, I think it's the eyebrows. Can you do that? Like on Ancestry, if somebody is in the, if you in pretend, the like database? Maybe if you pretend like you're one of them. Yeah, I think you could though. I don't know. Mm. We should try it out. Um, <laughs> this is getting a little creepy. Yeah. Gonna, Can we go and like... <laughs> we just want to see their eyebrows. <laughs> Some eyebrow pics. Um, is it like a movie like where the family portraits are on the wall and it's it's all be. Eugene. He's just got different outfits on and it's just, <laughs> just the eyebrows. That's Grandpa Jake. and yeah. <laughs> Apparently he was supposed to host SNL. Eugene was um, years ago. But it was during, I think, a writer's strike, and so he couldn't. Oh. So him being there, too, was very special. This is just something that I read. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, his stuff with uh, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, that whole, I mean, did, are you, did you ever get into any of those at all? Yeah, I mean, they're a little before my time, but I've, whenever okay, you get I'm into old. comedy. Thanks, no, Blair. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Like when you get into comedy, if you haven't if you haven't heard or seen or you know about them, mm-hmm. you're not cool, you know. So it's oh, you know what I mean. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. those sorts of things. You, go uh, watch too. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, go watch. Um, Waiting for Guffman. That's okay. your homework. I'll, I'll do it as soon as we get done today. <laughs> go watch. Um, Waiting for Guffman. It is epic, right. especially because you I live you've you grew up in like small town, you know Georgia, and. Um, you know, it is, it's is it about, about small town theater. Oh, oh, it's Christopher Guest. Okay. Yeah. So yeah like Spinal yeah. Tap. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Best in show, Spinal yeah, Tap. I love um, Christopher Guest. Oh, it's got Catherine O'Hara too and Fred Willard. Yeah. She, no, that's Rosie. what I'm saying. She's oh in gosh. it. Yeah. Like the, the whole, like half the Shits Creek, you know, is in it. I didn't realize um, how far they went back because they were on SCTV together too. Oh, yeah. And like, uh, yeah, this is, you know, you go down a Wikipedia rabbit hole whenever you find someone that you love. <laughs> yes. Learn everything you can. She's so yeah. great. Oh my gosh. You are going to love her so in this. It is, it is so, it makes you like freak out and appreciate Shit's Creek even more, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, really, it's amazing. Oh gosh. I, I now want to do another podcast with you after you've seen Best in Show. I just want to hear I'll what do your it. thoughts yeah. are. Yeah. Wait, there's a... <laughs> I searched for waiting for Guffman and it says people also ask, how long is Guffman waiting? That's one of the Google searches. <laughs> a long, long, long time. <laughs> well, I love that a lot of your, um, you know, comedic uh, inspirations, there's a mix there. Um, and some of them are, are women. And um, it's been fun to see the rise of the female comedian, I think, um, uh, uh, the marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, mm-hmm. That's been such a great, you know, show and an eye-opening thing for people, you know, because like I love humor. I've been watching, you know, like the Johnny Carson show. I'd go stay with my dad and we'd watch the Johnny Carson show on Friday night um, before I went to bed. Yeah. And 
And so, you know, Jackie Gleason um, with the Honeymooners. Um, these are some of the people, uh, Red Fox. Um, Red Fox, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Winters. Like, um, these are some of the comedians that I grew up with, Robin Williams, et cetera, et cetera. And I love it. Yeah. Like, I love it. But, like, I can also say that basically then the only female comedians that I had, which were amazing, were Lucille Ball and um, Carol Burnett, who are just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely, it's not balanced, right? I mean, yeah. it's just male-dominated. And, of course, you know, we have these things called roast because <laughs> it is male-dominated. So, you know, men want to get up there and make fun of, you know, ha, 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 and, you know, poke fun and all this stuff. And, and, um, and but we're seeing a change in that. But you made a note that, in some ways there's like some weird competition with women comedians and that there can only be room for one. It feels like, like there can't yeah. be two Blair Erskins. Tell me more about that. Why, why is that? Um, I don't know. Well, I, it all comes back to the patriarchy. <laughs> Let's yeah, do that right, podcast. Right. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's something that, um, yeah, I mean, I first started noticing, and it was long before this, but whenever I mm-hmm. was, you know, coming up as a teenager and a young young 20-year-old woman, it was Amy Schumer, right? She was getting to be really mm-hmm. popular. And then mm-hmm. if another funny female comedian came along, which there were plenty of, that's the thing. They've always been here. We've always been around. Yeah. and But, you know, um, they would always be compared to Amy Schumer, right? Or Amy Schumer would be mm-hmm. compared to her because that was people's reference point because there can only be one, whereas it's not the same with with dudes or even just the subjects that women talk about, you know, it's, uh, mm. they get really criticized for where guys can just, you know, I mean, becoming a stand up, you really realize just how misogynistic, um, just this art, the society that we live in is. And I don't even think we realize it, but they, yeah, it's, mm. it's very easy to pit women against each other and whether you mean to do it in a malicious way. I, um, my friend Kylie Brakeman is a really funny comedian, and she, uh, like me, she went viral just a few days after me on Twitter for mm. making a video about why uh, she was like, "Why this is why I don't wear a mask," and um, <laughs> it was hilarious. And she's great and um, very funny. And we have become friends, and we talk, and we collaborated on a video. But there are people who will, you know, whenever Kylie puts out a video, for example, or if I put out a funny video, somebody will inevitably comment and say like, uh-oh, Blair, you have some comp- competition or oh, Kylie, you've mm. got some competition. And one day I asked one of the people, I was like, competition for what? What are we competing for? And <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, uh, to be the one who makes me laugh the most. And I was like, yeah, we don't care about that. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. There, there's so much room for um, for everybody, you know, to do their own thing. And that's, yeah. Sarah Cooper is another one I get compared to a lot. And she's been nothing but lovely and gracious and kind and supportive of me and has helped me a lot. So mm. um, thankfully women know what's up and we're able to sort of, even if our first instinct is to be jealous, which mine is sometimes. I mean, often mm. I feel like I'll be honest about that. Like Kylie's very funny and she's hot. And so I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> you know, but then <laughs> to combat that, I slide into her DMs and I'm like, do you want to be friends? And she's like, yeah, and we're friends. And it makes the whole thing, you know, I, that's my advice. If you're listening and you're a woman and your first instinct is like mine and 
I think it's natural to be sort of, um, especially if it's been drilled into our brains by society, like Mm -hmm. there can only be one really popular funny woman, right? Or whatever field you're in, whatever job you're working. Just to be friends with that person, you know, collaboration is important in every sense, in every place in society. And it's nice to have friends. And um, so, yeah, I just try to combat any sort of competitive or jealous feelings I'm I'm feeling with just... uh, overwhelming support <laughs> yeah. and freak her out instead i'm in love with you kylie <laughs> and uh it's worked out great we're friends um so i'm in love with you and i think you're incredibly attractive yeah kylie. yeah you just go <laughs> take a hard left to just really dive in there <laughs> you know it's it's interesting um actually because when you think about it um you know late night television mm-hmm you've got, and I love them all. I, I really do. I don't watch them all, all the time, but you know, yeah. whether, you know, Jimmy Fallon, he's, you know, by far my favorite. I've just always he's had great. a heart for the, the tonight show, yeah. but Seth Meyers, Stephen Colbert, uh, I mean, you know, the list just goes on and on and it doesn't, it, it, you know, maybe we've finally decided, okay, that's enough with late night, like talk shows we don't need anymore but uh, you know conan o'brien oh my gosh conan i love conan he's amazing right but like you've got samantha b all right we're good samantha b (laughs) she's like only one night a week and lily singh is after seth meyers which is very late Mm. yeah late night tv is very male and very white and Mm -hmm. we have to yeah fix i mean that's not representative of the country that we live in um i know that if i were a black woman, I wouldn't be interested in watching right. most. I mean, you know, I might find them funny, but it's like, I and I don't want to speak for black women. I just, I, I just, you know, there's a great uh, interview with Ellen Pompeo who she's doing this interview with a bunch of other women for like Vanity Fair or something, and she okay. she comes in there and she's like, I she says this to the cameras to the producer. She's like, I just want to say I didn't see enough color when I walked in this room today, and I I wow. think that. The, you know, the sets that I'm on should be representative of the world that I live in. And that's how she chooses the mm-hmm. projects that she works on. And I think mm-hmm. that should be applied to everything because, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't need like 15 different Jimmys telling us about what happened yeah. that day. But we have that, you yeah. know, and we love yep. them all. But let's give somebody else uh, a try, too, you know. So hopefully we not that I want any of those people to go away, but I, you know, something needs to be done. And There's all room areas. for more. Yeah, in all areas, definitely. Well, I, I just thought that that was a really great point that you brought up, and, and I definitely want to talk about it, because it, it is, I think that's one of the things, and I don't know, because I'm not a woman. I'm trying to learn about it, because um, I, you know, I'm married to a woman, and I have uh, two daughters, and mm. and I want to have my eyes more open to the struggles that are out there uh, in front of them, and, you know, and that they're going to face in different arenas in life. And it's definitely one that I don't really think that much about, you know? Um, but then when I stop, I go, Oh yeah, look at that. I mean, <laughs> there's like a dozen and, and, and basically we've said women, y'all can have daytime. You can have daytime talk shows. Yeah. Yeah. That There's your, there's your arena. And they make Stay fun here. of them too. It's they're, they're, you know, it's, you know, you think about the view of people. I love watching the view, but yeah, they 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 talk about them like they're trash TV or something. The View mm-hmm. and, and yeah. shows like yeah. that. Um, and you're right. We do we do get daytime for I guess housewives at home mm-hmm. taking care of the kids. I'm not sure what the thinking is there. 
but yeah, I mean, because <laughs> sure, there's no women that like want to, you know, that come home from a long day outside of the home working, or even women that have worked hard in the home all day and they want to sit down and watch something that's funny to them. Yeah, you know, and not just another too. white guy laughing at you know whatever. <laughs> and again, like I love Jimmy Fallon. I love all these guys. I mean, all of them. Yeah. I mean, they're like hilarious. I don't want them to go away, but. You're exactly right. There needs to be more. I think about, um, do you follow um, The Christie Show? The Christie Show? No. Oh, my gosh. You have got to follow her. She is so funny. Uh, She is a black woman. Uh, I think think she might... I don't know. I I I think she might be from Georgia, but I'm not totally sure on that. We'll claim her. And, oh, my gosh. Hilarious. She is just absolutely gorgeous she puts on these outfits though you don't even recognize that like it's her for a minute i'm like wait is did she invite another comedian on here she did one the other day where um she was a used car salesman (laughs) and she dresses up as this dude and it is so funny and um but for a second i was like oh did she like have a friend do this, and you're like staring at it going, oh no, that's her. Again, that's her, oh my gosh. And she has this gift of like doing like the cross-eyed thing when she talks, yes. when she wants to. Oh. I mean, hilarious. Anyways, the go Christie find her. Show. The Christie Show. She is in Atlanta. She is? Okay, I, th- yeah. I thought so. Yeah, 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 she's in Atlanta. I mean, effing hilarious. Is and I'm CH? like, yeah. okay. it's with an I at the end. I see, oh my gosh. You got to go and watch her stuff. She's so funny. And I'm like, she could do a late night show. Oh my gosh, she'd be hilarious. Yeah. She would be amazing. I mean, she's got so many characters up her sleeve. There's Unbelievable. so many just yeah, funny women, funny black women, funny Asian women, funny funny women. <laughs> there are so many funny I'll say it. Women are funnier than men. <laughs> and I I just I get so upset on Twitter. Um, because, you know, people say the opposite. But I, I think it's because, you know, women and, and women of color have to try harder. And that's why my friend mm-hmm. told me that once. And he's a he's a, a black man. And he was like, we're funnier because we have to try harder. And I was like, oh, and that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. You have to come in with your best. You know, you can't put something out that's mediocre, right? If Christy went out there and didn't do her best impression, you know, she's given it her all because she has to. To yes. get noticed, and so um, that really changed my my way of thinking about things. Oh, that that's such a great point, and we have talked about that on this show, and I'm sure it'll come up again. The show, the <laughs> podcast, whatever, and uh, and um, just that, like the people that have to fight a little bit harder, they're the ones, you know. It's like yeah. look out, and I, and again, I I don't know if everybody just has to fight like hell in Canada, but apparently they do because. <laughs> I know we- the, Those white people in Canada. <laughs> Man. No, that show, I mean, that's, yeah, Schitt's Creek is, it's amazing. And there are a bunch of funny, very funny white people, definitely. Both of those mm-hmm. things can be true. I feel like I say these things sometimes and people are like, oh, you're white and you're hating on white people. You think you're edgy or something. And that's not it at all. I, I Both, you know, there can be funny white people and we can also say that's enough we need to make room, you know, we need to, if you're a person mm-hmm. in power, if you're a white person who has your own show or something, you know, you're a funny white person who's a head writer, then you need to bring in people of color and women and mm-hmm. and make it more representative of, you know, hopefully I'll be in a position to do that one day. 
since uh, I, I think keep you will. <laughs> so I want to give everybody, you know, your your social accounts and all that. But if there's anything that you've got coming up that you can talk about, I want to give you that moment because I know you got stuff going on. But if you're not allowed to talk about it, that's okay. We'll just stay tuned. It's. Do I have anything going on? Let me think. I don't. I mean. Um, like, I'm gonna it's go not to the like store I have later. a secret project. <laughs> you know? When you go, when things like this happen, it's just you just have a bunch of meetings with, you know, companies like yes. Netflix and this and that. And then you just sit and you wonder why you had mm. the meeting or if it's going to go. And it's just getting to know. Mm. So right now I'm just sort of, I just recently got an agency, an agent. Hey. Agents at an agency. I don't even know. See, I'm learning the biz. <laughs> um, yes. So it's just a process of, auditioning for things and writing and writing pilots and late night packets and you know are you really all this yeah just i mean it's just all the same stuff that i would be doing if i hadn't if this hadn't happened but it's just happening at a you know faster speed which is nice and I have people helping me so that's that's cool but nothing i don't have like a secret project i can't tell anyone about i realized i said that in the notes i made it sound like it i oh i can't say it i'm working mm-hmm. on something that i can't tell you about and that's i was like why oh, did you funny. do that cuz that's not the case <laughs> uh, <laughs> i will i'll be the first i mean i love to tell people immediately when i get good news so i won't be able to keep much a secret but i'll just be around i'll be on twitter like everybody else um hanging yeah, out yeah well keep doing what you're doing um so uh, Twitter at Blair Erskine, B-L-A-I-R-E-E-R-S-K-I-N-E. Yes. Um, and then that same spelling with just .com will take you to your website, BlairEskin.com. Oh, yeah. Well, I need to work on that website. I keep thinking about uh, oh, that website. I mean, go to it. It's fine. Yeah, I just, I don't, Do know. websites even, are they even a thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I got Squarespace, so I don't know how to use it. I just try, you know, my best. Ugh, but yeah. I know. And it stresses me just out. Just Google my name and I'm out there somewhere. <laughs> and, you're, and you're on uh, Instagram? Instagram, mm-hmm. yeah. Blair Erskine. Blair, I mean, Blair funny. Blair Erskine. Yeah, the, the dot. Somebody has Blair Erskine for some reason. What? I know. It could have been me and I could have forgotten my password. <laughs> It might be me. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. But also very relatable (laughs) for us. Yes. I never remember passwords. Well, keep doing what you're doing. Um, You are making so many people laugh. And I love, too, that you are um, uh, making people on both sides laugh. Um, because there's people that want to laugh at themselves and want to laugh at the absurdity of life. And um, I just love that so much, and I think you're doing a great job at it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Super fun. Of course. Anytime. I hope to have you back. Yeah. And uh, when you... Waiting when for that, Griffin. Uh, yeah. After I watch it. <laughs> the follow-up. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on it. Um, yeah. I hope to have you back on again soon. Thank Thanks, you. Blair. Thank you, Blair. Thank you both. Bye. Oh, Blair Erskine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. My stomach literally hurts, Lisa. Like, I'm cramping. Yeah, she's really funny. She's so funny. I mean, like, I I, I mean, it hurts. It also hurts me how far back you are from the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh gosh, Blair Erskine is hilarious. My side hurts. I I have cramps. I'm like 
everything is just like so tense because I've just have been like laughing uncontrollably. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. It's like the laughing headache. Yes. And there's like so much tension because your face has been like squinched up from laughing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, oh my gosh. She's so funny and so brilliant. And her trajectory is just straight up right now, I think. Um, wow. And I'm so glad we were able to catch on to the tail of the comet before it uh, just leaves the stratosphere here because um, she is going places. Blair, thank you so much for your time. And um, we look forward to... <laughs> I was just going to say, we look forward to visiting your tutors when you open <laughs> when it's it. Tutors. I feel like she would think that's funny. Yeah, she she definitely thinks it's she funny because she made would it think up. That's funny. Um, and um, <laughs> if we go, I hope that um, Dan Rather is there the same night. Yeah, don't that, forget uh, to wear your mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Oh, Blair. So funny. Um, okay, Blair, we love you. Um, we hope to have you back on again sometime because that was just too much fun. And we love to have fun here on Man Unmade. Um, you just brightened all of our day. And I think everybody that listens to this is going to feel the same way. Thanks, Blair. This week's highlight uh, on uh, women and music is shining on Case Watson. Yay, Case. Yeah, yay, Case. She's great. Um, so here's a little bio. It draws from folk, rock, blues, indie, and classical to craft a sound that is authentically acoustic and so on. Oh, but in its elements, but mystical. Okay. I listened to a lot of her music. I basically just listened to her whole album okay. when you sent this to me, Lisa. Uh-huh. And you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to make a movie that was kind of like themed after The Great Gatsby. Oh. When I got done. You feel okay. me on that? Yeah, I can see that. We this is not the first time you've brought up the Great Gatsby. I know it's do not. Do you love that movie? Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> then how do you know? <laughs> I mean, I guess you know the book, obviously. So you're you're t- you're nope, taking from I the book. I read that. Didn't read it. Wow. I know. I know, but I've seen the previews and I get oh, the general idea. <laughs> All right. And and I also have heard that song from um, the Great Gatsby. We've mm-hmm. talked about it before. Yeah. But I really feel like we could make like this kind of melodramatic Great Gatsby, like you know, a man and woman in really nice clothes, and like, yeah, I feel it looks like I'm waving at you, Lisa. But no, Kelly walked moving. in and I was waving oh, at her. She did? Oh. And <laughs> I think I'm it was like, Kelly. I'm like throwing a champagne glass against the <laughs> wall. Kelly's like, what is he saying? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Her music just evoked all this, like, I don't know, drama, drama, emotion, yes, feeling. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Okay. You can find her on Spotify, Apple Music, and all the places. She's on Instagram at the Case Watson or online at www.casewatson.com. We are going to be listening to, I got to say this right. What is it? Um, Where, the song. Oh. Yeah. We don't have it, it written down there. That was my bad, everyone. Let's take and, a small and pause. The, uh, pause. And the album. Yep. Gosh, pause. Lisa, I was really rolling. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, I have it up on my Spotify. Oh, by the way, I'm making a Spotify playlist right now of all of our artist highlights that I'll eventually post um, on our so on like Instagram or whatever, so that if you want to go back and listen to all the artists mm-hmm. that we highlight, it will okay. be up for everyone. Um, okay. The track we're listening today is Fall You in Love. Not fall falling in love. in love. Fall no, fall yeah. you in love. Fall you in love. Yes. 
From Got her it. 2019 album, The Banshee. The Banshee, B-A-N-S-H-E-E, right? Yes, yeah. correct. The Banshee, Fall You in Love. It's great. You can listen to the rest of it as well. And it, I'm like giving you permission. You're allowed to listen to the rest. Um, <laughs> seriously, Spotify, Apple Music, all of them. Go download it. It's really great. Uh, yeah, Case Watson, we love your music. Keep singing. And also, everybody, please, when you get done listening, leave us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. We would love your ratings. We would love your comments. Um, uh, it would really help us out. So thanks so much. All right, let's roll some credits and then some tunes. Man Unmade is produced, organized, researched, and generally held together by Lisa Collins. Audio production and original music by Jackson Palomino. I'm your host, Clint Harp. Thanks for joining us on Man Unmade. Let's listen to some music. Bye, friends.